You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Uh, defense started out playing fairly well. Uh, I was disappointed in the way we played in the red zone and the goal line. You know, made some mistakes on third down. So when our energy level and our intensity is good yeah, and we I'm communicate on. well, we seem to play pretty well together. As things, you know, sort of move along in the scrimmage and those things start to dissipate a little bit, uh, we probably don't execute as well as we, we could um, and gave up a couple plays that, we're really better. We, we, we shouldn't give up those kind of things. Hi, welcome in. And uh, again, the Monday edition, Jay Parker Show, Lars Anderson still out down the Midwest and uh, also uh, a lot uh, happening uh, with Alabama's first scrimmage of the year. So we're going to dive into that and just hear from Coach Saban talking about the uh, the defense. We're, uh, we're presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. We call it the bowling of this generation. Go to Top Golf and check it all out for yourself. The food, the drinks, the fun. You'll love Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go by and see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. All right, Lars, uh, first of all, uh, we got the scrimmage to talk about, but uh, how's the Midwest weather been? 
It's been hot, Jay. <laughs> it's just, uh, I don't remember it being this hot in, when I was growing up here. Um, it's uh, it's easily triple digits every day. But uh, I've got a soaking rain last night, so it cooled things down a little bit. But yeah, uh, Nick Saban is trending on Twitter. I'm getting some feedback. But um and uh, and that's because the AP poll just came out, and to no one's surprise, Alabama is ranked number one uh, for the second straight season, ninth time overall. And uh, this is the seventh time in 15 years under Coach Saban that Alabama has been ranked number one to start the season, which is just an amazing stat. And if you go all the way back since to when the preseason rankings began in 1950, only Oklahoma – has been number one more in the initial poll than Alabama. And it's really just a testament to the machine that Nick Saban has created there and then the expectations and the fact that Alabama brings back both the reigning Heisman Trophy winner and the National Defensive Player of the Year. But, um, you know, it, it's you, you never know what you're going to find when you see that Nick Saban is trending on Twitter. But uh, it's for it's for a good reason uh, this morning, Jay. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, let's talk through some of the scrimmage and um, as far as kind of what's out there, what he's talked about as well uh, from the guys, uh, not only from uh, the guys, a guy that we actually brought up the other day, uh, Kobe Prentice uh, out of Calera, Alabama, got some praise from uh, Coach uh, Saban and uh, the freshman who's been impressive at the wide receiver position this year and in the fall camp and a guy that, um, you know, really has turned a lot of heads. Uh, a position right now that they've been dealing with a few injuries here and there, but uh, seem to have a really good day. Bryce uh, had an excellent day as well. Uh, he had a couple of touchdowns, about 20 yarders, one, I think, to uh, a receiver, another to the back. And uh, just don't want to get too too specific on certain things. But one thing for, for sure that we were you know thinking about was as far as Vanderbilt transfer, Tyler Steen, uh, where would he be at? And uh, amongst all the observations, uh, ended up at left tackle. Uh, J.C. Latham at right tackle on the first team, the first team offense, had some really long drives on his first two possessions, but they had to settle for field goals. So that was not uh, you want to get the points, but uh, still able to get the field goals, which is a very reliable thing for them. But um, first team defense, I think, probably showing up better right now than the uh, first team offense. That's very common in your first scrimmage, especially when you're working with some new guys at the wide receiver position. Jermaine Burton still doing really well. Eli Ricks. Uh, is still learning, as Coach Saban talked about, the system and uh, understanding all the intricacies of that in order for him to uh, be out there and play at a, a very high level and play with just a lot of confidence. But uh, we'll dive into some of the other uh, things and, and what was uh, kind of happened throughout the day. But, you know, again, Jameer Gibbs has been having an impressive camp, uh, very effective not only as a runner but also as a pass catcher. We saw a lot of that in the scrimmage, or, or a good bit of that. I say a lot, but a good bit of that to the running backs uh, getting them involved in the pass game. And, and Bryce, just again, very comfortable in the pocket, moving the ball down the field, making the throws, and again, showing the uh, the confidence level that he's got. So just creating that chemistry, Lars, with some of these new guys uh, that will be playing at that wide receiver position. Ja'Cory Brooks, again, as we talked about many times, really have elevated himself last year and has done it again and more in camp as, as it continues on. But first scrimmage is always kind of the one where everybody's a little bit nervous, uh, a little bit uh, – rattled at times but you want to get them what we call under the lights and that's in the stadium and have a chance to see how some of these young guys react yeah and um you know media wasn't allowed to watch the scrimmage but uh, coach Saban as you said held a press conference afterward and and he elaborated on a few things um one that he, he thought that the offensive line was improved from last year 
Um, but he was a little concerned about the the backup offensive line. Uh, they were struggled, he said, in protection and running the ball. Um, said he was encouraged by the running backs, and they, they, he obviously likes the playmakers that they have. Um, but uh, and I think he also was pretty direct in in, in saying that the, the wide receiver group still has a ways to go, just with their consistency. And uh, it's going to be something to watch, I think, in the first few games. And, um, you know, but look, if, if you're uh, if your two main <laughs> problems on your team are your backup offensive line and consistency out of your wide receivers, uh, you're looking pretty good. And, and yeah, Jay, I, I got the sense that uh, that, yeah, the defense probably got the, the better of, of the offense in the scrimmage. But I think that's to be expected. And, and, and also, you know. In years past, Alabama hosts. They had two a days, and then Alabama went for they go two 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 practices, one and then two, right? Two practices in one day, one one day, then two another day, and um, and now uh, Alabama, just like everybody else, just has one practice every day. So there's not as much field time on the field as there's been in years past. So I, I, I'm assuming Jay that you would expect the offense to take a little bit longer to develop in these in this preseason camp than the defense. Most definitely. And uh, that's pretty common. Even if you've got guys who come back, the offense with installation and all the things you're trying to get done in, in those first um, you know week and a half leading up into the scrimmage, uh, that first scrimmage, it, it's just it, it, the offense is always going to be a little bit behind. Um, and, and normally that's even in the beginning of the season as they continue to get better and the chemistry and the stuff that they have to find between each other, especially with some of the new guys uh, that have transferred in. Uh, Jalen Milrow had a, a great uh, day as well. I mean, he, he had worked with the first team some. I think uh, Prentice was one of his targets for a touchdown. Um, also, uh, Ty Simpson, um, the freshman, uh, coming in and been very impressive as well, not only in spring, but also so far in, in the fall camp. So I think they're feeling pretty good about the quarterback room, especially with the uh, Heisman Trophy winner returning as your starter and Bryce Young. The key is just, you know, keeping those guys healthy, especially Bryce at that starting position. And, um, and, and really for him coming back and defending his Heisman, uh, um, win, but as well as wanting to see this team push through and win a national title. And you brought up as far as the, the amount of times they've been in number one, uh, in the AP poll, just amazing um, how that just continues that trend, and they just every year right there at the, at the top, and uh, everybody's expecting them to have uh, another great year, another great season, and uh, we're going to get more into all that uh, coming up uh, as we get closer to the games and some of the big matchups that uh, Alabama is going to have this year. That you know, ones that you got to watch out for. I mean, the, we call them sometimes the sandwich games between um, ones before or or after or between uh, big games or, or big names, I guess you might say, or big rivalries. Uh, but uh, other than that, I mean, I, I think Alabama's got a great shot this year at, at going and being able to chance for Bryce to finish up with a national championship. But still a lot of work. you got to stay healthy. And, um, and also just that chemistry really continue to blend with all the guys, especially at that wide receiver position. Yeah, you know, my ears always perk up when Nick Saban mentions a a true freshman's name in a press conference, and that's what he did with Kobe Prentice. Um, Remember, Prentice is the only in-state receiver from Alabama's uh, 2022 class. He enrolled uh, in in May, I believe, and um, and, uh, he just, uh, you know, out of Calera, uh, he originally committed to Maryland to play for uh, former Alabama offensive coordinator Mike Loxley, 
but then he came to Alabama's campus past June and he ran a four, three, eight, 40 and boom, he, he gets an offer and he, uh, he switches from Maryland to, uh, to Alabama and he's a little undersized, you know, about five ten, hundred seventy one. 171. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he makes plays and he's from everything that I've heard, Jay is like, he's, he's very similar to Jalen Waddle. And I know that is, that is high praise, but just the fact that Nick Saban is mentioning a true freshman by name in a press conference tells you that Kobe Prentice is going to play a role on this team. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is that he's been practicing so well, uh, really grasping things very quickly. Um, and I know Coach Saban and his coaches love that about him, but, uh, you know, this isn't, you know, I know, I know he made the statement, look, it's just one scrimmage and a lot of guys are making plays, but, uh, my understanding this kid's been standing out in practice a lot this fall. All right, we're going to talk about the 2023 class for Alabama and our recruiting analyst and expert Andrew Bone from Bama Insider on 3 Media is going to be joining us coming up on the other side. So stay with us as we are live from AVX and uh, also on remote as well today. But uh, stay with us. we got more to come and finding out uh, another edition for the Crimson Tide when it comes to the 2023 class. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partially sunny this afternoon, just a small chance of a shower. The high close to 90, clear and very pleasant tonight, below 65. The weekend will be dry, mostly sunny tomorrow and Sunday. Highs between 88 and 91 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 91 degrees in Tuscaloosa. And uh, is Alabama looking to uh, go after another national championship this year? And uh, we talked about the AP poll, ranking them at number one here shortly. We're going to have Andrew Bone. He'll be joining us talking some Alabama recruiting. Uh, got another big one uh, this past uh, weekend. And uh, Raymond Polito, uh, Pol- Pol- I think that's how you say it, his last name, uh, over UCLA, Oregon, and Louisville. So uh, another big get at the opposite line. Polito, Raymond Polito is three-star, number 39 offensive tackle in the nation, 6'6", 345 pounds. And also Miles McVay, we talked about last week, uh, Lars, 6'6", 360 pounds. So another two tackles added to uh, this group um, this the, just over the last few days. Andrew Bone is now with us from Bama Insider on 3 Media. And Andrew, always great to talk to you. I hope you had a great weekend. I did. hope you guys did the same. Yeah, it's been, um, you know, Pretty busy on the Alabama recruiting front over the last uh, month and a half, as you guys have seen. Alabama now with 20 commitments in this 2023 20, recruiting class. I mean, we went into the summer with, I think it was three or four commitments, and you know, everybody was you know, so worried, so nervous about 
uh, you know, NIL and, you know, things going south and Nick Saban might need to hang things up because, you know, they're just not going to recruit at the same level anymore. And, you know, what do you know, back in the same spot that they're usually in. Andrew, how has NIL changed recruiting? I mean, it, it certainly doesn't seem like it's impacted Nick Saban at all. And then uh, the follow-up is these two mammoth uh, offensive tackles that he's uh, recently uh, signed. Does this indicate anything about the evolution of where this offensive is going, or are these guys just really, really good and happen to be just ex- extremely large human beings? <laughs> well, you know, I'll talk about NIL first. I mean, I think when you look at, you know, what Alabama has been able to do in this recruiting class so far, you know, especially – the success they've had out of state. I think the biggest thing with them is getting kids on campus, having kids, you know, come to an official visit and sit down with the coaching staff, get a really good idea and understanding of, you know, how NIL can benefit them at Alabama. You know, Alabama's not going to go out there and just, you know, promise a kid, hey, we're going to get you this deal, we're going to get you that deal. This is why you should come to Alabama. No, they're going to continue to sell Alabama, the program, what, why they can be successful in Tuscaloosa, what they can do for these kids, short-term, long-term, uh, you know, NFL future, future after uh, their college playing days and NFL playing days are over. And I think that's, you know, obviously been the main focal point for Nick Saban, but they also sit down with him and, and discuss NIL and, and opportunities that, you know, are there, but they also educate them. Uh, There's just not a lot of, straight up promises you know that I, that we're seeing from you know potentially you know other schools or uh, you, know, you know other NIL collectives towards these top recruits because we have seen some other guys go out of state. I mean Alabama has missed out on a few guys not only out in state but out of state as well guys have gone uh, you know to other schools and I think NIL has played a factor in in some of those decisions and going to continue to play a factor. I mean, you know, just because Alabama has 20 commitments right now doesn't mean that half of those guys aren't going to, you know, get recruited by other schools all the all the way until signing day and uh, NIL opportunities are going to uh, be presented. Uh, you know, over the course of the next four or five months, it's going to continue to happen, and we certainly expect that. But Alabama has done, a, you know, like I said, the majority of the kids who – have committed to Alabama, have come in for official visits. They've been able to sit down with the coaching staff. Uh, you know, been able to sit down and go over all the NIL stuff. And I think that's really helped with the understanding and, and the knowledge that these kids uh, have been given as far as uh, you know, just knowing what's going to be in place for them if they decide to go to Alabama rather than, hey, you know, here's a million dollar <laughs> NIL deal if you come to school here. Um, you know, why don't you jump on board? Um, you know, I think, you know, Alabama and, you know, some of these other top programs throughout the country have done a, you know, a better job uh, as far as selling their program rather than selling NIL. And I think, you know, Alabama, you know, and even Georgia have probably been, you know, probably the two best in, the, in that regard uh, because you don't have to sell those two. You don't have to sell those two programs. Um, I think some of these other schools that are recruiting you know, top end guys and landing top end guys that haven't had as much as much success. Obviously, playing time is something that I'm sure they're stressing. But uh, I think uh, you know we're fools to think that NIL is not you know playing a factor in in some of those uh, uh, you know not necessarily the decisions, but as far as you know something that 
schools are trying to sell to these recruits is NIL opportunities. So as far as offensive line is concerned, I mean, you know, Alabama really focused in on about seven or eight offensive linemen throughout this entire process. All four of the, or excuse me, all five of the guys that are currently committed to Alabama are guys that they have recruited for a very long time, with the exception of Raymond Polito, who came into camp uh, back in June, earned his offer. But Wilkin Formby, uh, you know, a guy, you know, in-state lineman that they you know, heavily recruited really ever since junior day when he received his offer back in January. You got to remember, you know, Alabama also brought in a you know new offensive line coach, so he was. You know, coming in, you know, making sure you know, he was going after the right guys, and you know, Wilkin Formby was on, uh, you know, on their watch list. They made an offer, and you know, ever since January was a top priority. Rock McElderry flipped him from Georgia back in July, but Alabama has been recruiting him since last November. Uh, Miles McVeigh, Tide started recruiting him last summer, uh, back in June of 2021, and then um, you know, Ola Salinan received an offer from Alabama in November. So these are all guys that uh, they have really prioritized, really pushed for for a very long time. Obviously, they wanted to bring some guys in during the summer, evaluate, and make sure they're making the right decisions. Raymond Polito, guy who's almost six foot seven, 345 pounds, worked out early June at Tides Camp, did a tremendous job, received an offer uh, from Alabama, and really you know, moved up their recruiting board. You might look at his ranking right now and see a three-star Alabama season, you know, as one of the, you know, one of their top 10 overall offensive linemen in the country that they were recruiting, you know, throughout the entire process is not higher, you know, probably in their top, you know, five or six overall. And, uh, the only two offensive linemen that I know that they've missed on Ola, uh, excuse me, um, Francis Moagoa who committed to Miami and also Caden Proctor who committed to Iowa. They've pretty much hit, uh, the nail on the head on all their other offensive line targets so far. You know, a great offensive line class. I think Eric Wolford has done a tremendous job in his first year. There's still some offensive linemen that they're going to recruit and go after. Uh, Monroe Freeling out of South Carolina, Samson, Oklahoma, uh, out of uh, Massachusetts. But uh, I think in the end, this is probably what the offensive line class is going to look like. And they are just big, physical. Uh, you know, a lot of them are, you know, pretty unique type players. Um, you know, they can also play tackle. They can play guard. And I think the only true interior guy in this class is Rock McElderry, uh, out of Aniston. But, you know, Polito's recruited as a guard and he's a six foot, six and a half, 345 pound guy, <laughs> pretty big guard, uh, who's played tackle the mm-hmm. last couple of years in high school. But Alabama sees him more as a guard. Ola Salinan, Miles McVay, two guys who can play outside or in and then Wilkin Formby. Yeah, Formby's a monster, six foot eight, three hundred and ten pounds. I think he's more suited to play tackle. Uh, I think he's probably the only true tackle in this class. But we could see uh, Alenin or uh, McVeigh playing tackle uh, down the road. Andrew Bowen, our guest with Bam Insider on Three Media, we're talking recruiting from three to twenty now. Uh, commits for the Crimson Tide in this twenty twenty three class puts them at the number one spot. Uh, in the country once again. Uh, going back and staying with office alignment real quick, Eric Wolfer, talk about the difference he's made, not only from on the field but off the field recruiting. But you've heard a lot of praise from the office alignment that are there now, talking about the difference he's made, not only in the in the room where they're at in the meetings, but on the field and his enthusiasm and passion. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you can tell that you know this was you know a absolute home run hire for Alabama, you know, based on you know all the feedback we've we've heard from you know players on the team, but also recruits. I mean, this is probably the first time that I can remember uh, an assistant coach coming in. Um, you know, T. Rob Traveris Robinson, kind of similar in his first year, but you know, just about every single offensive lineman that Alabama has added a commitment from. They all knew this guy way before he joined Alabama's coaching staff. He had a relationship with all these guys, recruited them, uh, you know, to other schools. Uh, with you know, he was at Kentucky last year, so he was the first SEC offer for Wilkin Formby. Uh, he was the first offer for Rock McEldery when he was at South Carolina two years ago. Uh, you know, has a great relationship with Miles McVeigh. I had a great relationship with Ola Salinan, had recruited those two guys. The only one, the only guy in the recruiting class that he didn't know prior to arriving at Alabama was Raymond Polito, and they quickly developed a uh, close relationship. But you know, every single player that I've spoken with thus far, I mean, they are just absolutely raving about him. And you know, a major reason why they've committed to Alabama is because of the relationship with uh, with Coach Wolford. So I think this is you know. We knew coming in that he was going to be a, that he was a great hire and a great recruiter, but it's probably worked out uh, even more uh, than we could have imagined. And this is just you know a few months into the job. I mean, he's uh, uh, I think once he gets Bequed and he's he's in Tuscaloosa for uh, you know another year or two, uh, you know he's certainly going to you know establish himself as one of the premier uh, recruiters in the country, kind of like what we saw. Uh, with Sam Pittman a few years ago uh, over at Georgia, mm-hmm. Coach Pittman was closing in on several linemen. We saw we saw Mario Cristobal, uh, you know, do the same thing when he was at Alabama. So I, I think with uh, with Coach Wolford, you know, we're obviously he's done done a good job recruiting offensive linemen. I think we're going to see him, you know, recruiting some other big names, uh, not just at the offensive line position. Uh, you know, moving forward, he's already gotten one uh, commitment in the uh, in the 2024 class, and uh, uh, Martravius uh, Collins, tight end out of Rome, Georgia. Andrew, a player who is generating a lot of buzz in the preseason camp is uh, wide receiver Kobe Prentice, freshman, uh, in-state player. Um, can you just walk us through his recruitment? And are you surprised that Nick Saban even singled him out in a, in his press conference following? Uh, the scrimmage uh, this weekend, uh, just saying uh, how good how good a, a scrimmage he had, and again, it, it's rare for Coach Saban to mention a freshman by name. Uh, absolutely, um, you know, Kobe was one of the you know most electrifying high school football players, uh, you know, not only in the state of Alabama but in the country. I mean, just a uh, you know remarkable athlete that I, I felt like. He might be a little bit behind just you know because Alabama signed such an elite wide receiver class last year. I mean, they signed five wide receivers who were in the top 100, uh, and three of those guys, or two of them, enrolled early. So I always kind of felt like you, know, you enroll early, you know, you're probably going to have a leg up on some of these guys that don't get there until uh, later on in the spring. But Kobe you know, has come in, you know, soaked, soaked it all in like a sponge and done a really good job. Of, uh, of understanding the system. But, you know, I, I thought that, you know, back during the summer last year, nobody really knew who he was. Went to Alabama's camp, uh, did really well. We heard a lot of positive things about his performance after the camp, but he didn't get an offer immediately. It was about a week or two later when he received that offer from Alabama. 
but he committed to Maryland uh, and to, uh, to coach Mike Loxley. And then, um, of course, he ends up flipping a few weeks later to Alabama, which was you know obviously a no-brainer for him. He was an in-state kid. Grew up an Alabama fan, and uh, you know, always wanted to play in Tuscaloosa. So uh, it was an easy decision for him, and you know, we had a great uh, senior season at Calera High School. But you know, definitely um, somebody that I always felt like would have a chance to to be an impact type player. He was in the top 100, um, you know, in the final rankings, and um, you know, I'm happy to see him doing as well as he has so far. Andrew, wrapping it up, just kind of give us uh, a we're looking for any. More news coming out. Any more commits you think before the uh, beginning of the season? Well, I think the biggest thing to watch for over the course of the next couple of weeks is uh, Keon Keeley, the uh, five-star edge rusher out of uh, Berkeley Prep down in Tampa, Florida. I think there's a, uh, a pretty good chance that um, you know we see some news from him. You know, possibly pretty soon he's going to take some official visits this fall. Um, Notre Dame doesn't. Uh, you know, they're kind of like Clemson. If you're committed to them. Uh, they don't want you taking official visits anywhere. He's got an, I know he's going to take an official to uh, to Alabama for the Texas A&M game. He's scheduled to visit Ohio State the first weekend of September. So keep an eye on Keon Keeley. Good stuff, as always, man. Thank you for being with us here on this Monday edition and uh, first scrimmage under the belt. And uh, class just keeps getting bigger and bigger for Alabama with 20 commits. Andrew, thank you. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Andrew. Sound, it sounds like little birdies giving Andrew some information about Keon Keeley there, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like just a little bit. All right, uh, that's Andrew Bone again, Bam Insider on three media as well, and uh, always great to have him on our recruiting analyst and specialist. All right, we'll continue on the other side. Stay with us as we continue this Tuesday edition. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic 
psychiatric and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at Williford Chiropractic and Wellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. edition. We've been talking to Andrew Bone about some recruiting and uh, Polito being the last one. Raymond Polito, three-star athlete out of California. Number 39 office tackle in the nation. 6'6", right at 340, 50 pounds, somewhere in there. Uh, some big dudes uh, that uh, Alabama is getting for that offensive line. And um, Man, I'm not sure if I'd like to have a 6'6 guard <laughs> or 6'7", he said. That would be a lot. That would be a very tall guy to have to throw over uh, down the middle of the field. All right, uh, last week uh, there was a story, and we talked a little bit about this as far as Bryant-Denny Stadium taking steps towards selling alcohol. Uh, UA's concessionaire, uh, Levy Premium uh, Food Service, LP, has sent uh, an application, as we talked about, to the city council of Tuscaloosa for a liquor license. Required notice was re- uh, recently posted, uh, required notice recently posted outside Gate 5 at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Now, the hearing is set for the application tomorrow night at 6 p.m. That's Tuesday, August the 16th in the uh, council chamber room at City Hall. 
So we have to approve by the city council, the Alabama Alcoholic uh, Beverage Control Board's license approval. Uh, bureaucracy will have to uh, have the final say. Uh, Athletic Director Greg Byrne had this to say over the last couple months. We've revisited the idea or the opportunity for alcohol sales at select athletic events. We're currently working with our concessionaire through the liquor license application process for Bryant-Denny Stadium. So pending those approvals, uh, it will uh, signify the first time alcohol has been sold to the general public at Bryant-Denny Stadium, Stadium or at any Alabama Athletics event on campus. So, Lars, you're on campus a lot uh, during the fall, especially when school gets started back up with your class and stuff. But um, this is uh, a, a new venture for the Alabama Crimson Tide and a new venture for the uh, Alabama community as well. Uh, not used to seeing liquor being sold uh, in these stadiums. We've seen it now more, uh, it, you know, when it happens at UAB, now in Birmingham and other stadiums around the country. But um, Alabama making that application, what do you think? Think it's going to happen? Uh, yeah, it's definitely going to happen. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure some uh, residents will, will come to the meeting, which obviously is open to the public, and, and speak to the city council. Um, but, uh, it, to me, it, it's just going to get rubber stamped. Uh, I, I was talking to a longtime Alabama fan who told me I've been going to Bryant Denny for 50 years and I've never had a problem getting a drink of alcohol. <laughs> so, right. so now they'll just be able to put some tax on it. And, and we got to remember that like, there was actually some good, and, and I, I do mean this, it, it was good tension between mayor Walt Maddox and Greg Byrne on this issue because uh, Mayor Maddox wanted uh, the university to contribute to uh, offset because uh, Tuscaloosa police, there's going to be a greater presence of, of police and fire rescue services. And so uh, to offset that increased amount, uh, UA is now contributing, is going to contribute $250,000 to city hall uh, each year, uh, by each year through 2028. And so, um, once you eliminate the public safety issue and it, it, it seems like this actually will, and, 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 you know, Jay, there have been studies that have, that have revealed that when alcohol is available in the stadium for purchase, there is actually less binge drinking by younger people, uh, specifically, and also there's less incidents that require police because people are more sort of responsible with their alcohol intake because they don't feel like they have to just, you know, chug it down uh, before they enter the stadium or, or go to a bathroom stall and, or whatever. And um, so I, I think this is a good thing and uh, it, it will um, it will raise, you know, raise some more money uh, for, for the city. And, uh, and, and, and like I said, I think that that tension that existed there momentarily between Greg Byrne and Walt Maddox, and you know, Jay, those are two of my favorite people in the state of Alabama. Um, the, the fact that, I, and I knew they would be able to reach an agreement on this. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm all in favor of it. What, what, what is your take on it, Jay? Liquor is in that stadium, whether you think it or know it or not. It's going to be there because people sneak it in all the time. I, I do wonder if they're going to sell it now, if they will get even stricter on that. Um, I mean, not to say that they should have been before, but uh, now that they're going to make some money off of uh, liquor and, and alcohol being sold inside the stadium, will they be more stringent about uh, what's allowed in and what comes through those gates? But uh, pretty funny how 
you know, this, and you're right. I mean, it's, it, it is amazing. If you look at the stats and, and real stats have come out, not only in NFL stadiums, NASCAR, uh, college football, when they started introducing it in saying that fans, uh, it, it tended to cut down on some of the irresponsibility and that irresponsibility was trying to get as, uh, loaded as you could before the game and hoping that, that you could keep that buzz all the way through is what a lot of the, the students would, would try to do. And I'm sure a lot of them will still have to do that based on their age, uh, if that's uh, what they want to continue to do. But the, um, you know, selling it there, it's more of an opportunity. Okay, people are like, okay, we'll have a few out here, and then we'll go inside. I'll be able to get a beer inside and just kind of, I don't know, I don't know if it's take it slower. Uh, they'll do, I'm sure, what every major event does in the fourth quarter or into the third quarter. They'll stop the sales. Uh, give some time for people to uh, to get uh, sobered up if they need to and uh, just for people to make better decisions. So I think uh, this could be a huge generator uh, of revenue for the university. I think it, uh, you know, look, I mean, I think we've all said for a long time that there was um, in, in due time, this was going to take place. And then I think there was kind of nothing around it, um, no matter if it's in the Bible Belt, the Deep South or whatever, uh, just the, the revenue around it, plus some of the uh, safety aspects as we talked about. Yeah, and uh, this goes back to 2019 when the SEC lifted its ban on uh, on uh, alcohol sales on uh, on campus stadiums that you know in, in public seating, um, and that's what you're going to have here. And, and and yeah, I would assume they would cut off sales uh, at the start of the fourth quarter, first snap of the fourth quarter, sales are done. Um, but I think if if, uh, if Nick Saban was upset about a mass exodus uh, before, uh, <laughs> if it's a blowout game, uh, the, the, uh, there could be um, <laughs> some uh, big empty swaths of seats uh, starting at the fourth quarter, uh, depending on how everything goes. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's a good thing. And uh, I, I've read a couple just sort of, you know, non-scientific polls, just sort of polls that people have thrown out there on, on Twitter, on, on social media. And generally it's been 70% of the of people are, are in favor of it. And um, I, I really, I, I don't see a downside to it the way it's structured, because again, you're going to have increased uh, police presence, increased fire and rescue and also, uh, UA is—they're uh, creating a scholarship program out of the, out of the money that is going to be generated from this, called the the Sworn Officer Scholarship Program. That's going to go to uh, 50 scholarships at, at one time with a value of uh, 2,500 each academic year, and it's and it goes to those police officers and firefighters uh, who have children who would qualify for it. So. Um, you know, for students enrolled full time, this can value this can be up to ten thousand bucks over four years, and that's nothing uh, nothing to uh, uh, underestimate. Uh, that, 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 um, so, like I said, I, I, I really I don't see a negative to it. And then you know, who knows? Probably something bad could happen in the first game, and we'll be like, oh no, this is horrible. But uh, hopefully, just everybody is responsible. And like I said, I, I like the way that that Walt Maddox and, and Greg Byrne came together to really figure out the solution. And, and I, I'm, I'm sure the city council is going to approve it uh, tomorrow evening. All right. The public hearing again, tomorrow night, 6 PM, August 16th. It'll be in the council chamber room at city hall. 
if approved by the city council, the Alabama uh, Alcoholic Beverage Control Board's license approval bureaucracy will have to have the final say on that. So uh, that's what we'll be going down tomorrow night at 6 p.m. All right, stay with us. We've got Mick Gillespie joining us next hour. Look forward to that, hearing what he's got to say from Band Insider on 3 Media about the first scrimmage for the Crimson Tide and much more. We'll wrap up hour number one. Stay with us on the other side. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partially sunny this afternoon, just a small chance of a shower. The high close to 90, clear and very pleasant tonight, below 65. The weekend will be dry, mostly sunny tomorrow and Sunday. Highs between 88 and 91 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 91 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back in, and uh, LSU now down one quarterback. Miles Brennan has decided, the six-year senior, to step aside and, uh, and, and actually has quit the team and uh, went in and informed uh, Brian Kelly, the coach there at uh, LSU now. Uh, last November, had put his name in the transfer portal, or uh, was going to, and I think I uh, had a really good talk with Brian Kelly, and Brian Kelly um, was able to persuade him to stay on board and, and to compete in the spring and then to get here now uh, right here at the beginning of camp. But uh, WWL Radio's Christian Garrick was the first to report the news. Uh, according to her, Brennan is stepping away after he was informed over the weekend that he would not be the starter this season. So he's been in a quarterback battle this fall with transfer from Arizona State, Jaden Daniels, redshirt freshman Garrett Nussmeyer, and fresh true freshman Walker Howard. Um, Jaden Daniels uh, was at Arizona State, Paul Tyson, left Alabama for Arizona State. I'm not sure how much of that had uh, to do with him making the transfer to LSU, but uh, looks to be the guy that's going to be winning uh, that quarterback battle, even though I know he's still competing with Nussmeyer and Howard. But, um, you know, when you first read this, you're kind of like, man, you hate it for the guy that, you know, six-year senior and coming back and, you know, we'd love to give him opportunities, that type of stuff. But um, my biggest thing, Lars, is when you start something, you finish it. And I, to me, I just—I I don't know. Um, I'm surprised based on everything I've heard about this kid and everything that they've talked about, even in this article, about everything that he embodies, a great leader, tremendous impact on the program, all that type of stuff. I mean, you're still one injury away from being back on the field. And um, I don't know. To me, it just I don't feel like you ever quit based on you're not getting your way. Yeah, I, I just wonder if there's a little more to the story, uh, you know, if he's still battling some injuries. You know, Jay, when he came to Baton Rouge, uh, I mean, I still remember how heavily he was recruited, and uh, it, it looked like his future was going to be very, very bright. And just uh, his career was just derailed by, by, by injuries and, and uh, you know, other factors. And But this is a, here's an interesting note. And this comes from Darren Ravel, who, who normally drives me crazy, but he, he actually supplies some good information every once in a while. And that is that, that Miles Brennan signed NIL deals 
with Raising Cane's, Smoothie King, Game Coin, Small Sliders, and Hollingsworth Richards Ford. And, okay, he's not going to play a single game since signing those deals, but because NIL deals can't be based on performance, Miles Brennan keeps all of that NIL money. So good for him. So at least he got something, right, out of uh, his six years in Baton Rouge. Yeah, and I'm sure he had those relationships with those folks. Uh, but at the same time, again, um, ROI, return on investment. And that's what we're going to continue to see with NIL is that these companies that promise these kids certain things and all of a sudden they're gone. And, uh, you know, it really is going to be important how those contracts are written. And, and I can't believe that, I mean, if you're – any kind of company that you would not write in that contract if you're not playing if you decide to quit not through injury i mean injuries are different but if you step away like that and uh, to me it seemed like that those contracts should be terminated uh immediately uh, when it comes to that so um yeah that's pretty amazing though that he still gets paid off of that according to darren Ravel, who normally is really good about uh, that type of stuff when it comes to the money stuff and nio and everything else all right we come back mick gillespie is going to be joining us and we'll get a chance to talk to uh mick from Batman insider on three media as well and get his thoughts on Alabama's first scrimmage. So stay with us. We'll be back. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialist at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham, your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa and they came over. And, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids go into that same Guthrie's. A great family. Do so much for the community but, more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. 
it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult. You're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight.
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. We, we were inconsistent at receiver today. We made some really good plays. We dropped some balls. I think Kobe Prentice, probably of the young guys, I think he had like five catches. He was probably the guy that stood out the most of the young players. But, you know, each and every day there's a different guy that, you know, shows that they have some ability to do things in a really positive way. So uh, I, I think if I was going to evaluate the group, I would say we all need to play with more consistency. Uh, we got to get the quarterback really, you know, comfortable with the receivers that we're going to play with and the spots they're going to play and that's got to be a goal for us in the coming weeks that was coach saban and uh post scrimmage scrimmage number one for the crimson tide here for this 2022 season coming up and uh, we talked to Andrew Bone earlier talking to him from Bam Insider all three media and uh, talking about recruiting and uh, all types of stuff with him we'll also get Mick Gillespie joining us here in just one second from Bam Insider on three to get his take on the scrimmage as well as some other news surrounding the uh, Crimson Tide we're presented by Top Golf of Birmingham got the Top Golf you'll love it we call it the bowling of this generation it's a great place to go have fun with family friends co-workers you'll love Top Golf of Birmingham also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. All right, let's welcome him in, Mick Gillespie. Mick, are you down in Fairhope or are you still on the road this week? Uh, I'm in Tuscaloosa. I'm in R&R Cigar hanging out today. I got a um, Monday night quarterback. Yeah, man, I'm just hanging out here. My Monday night quarterback is tonight, and we're going to do it from Westgate, the roof of Westgate. So uh, just uh, doing my thing. I'll be in Birmingham this week, though, for baseball and then covering Alabama at the same time. Man, you're just like living the high life right now. You're over at the cigar shop, and uh, now maybe heading to Westgate tonight, big time. <laughs> yeah, right there across from uh, the football stadium. I, that, this is how I kind of get the feel of football season. I just got to go over there and right. kind of look at the football stadium, and even though no one's in there, just kind of get a just that you know you just you can feel it when you're next to it. Yeah, totally Mick, it is the uh, National Relaxation Day, so you are uh, you are on point. <laughs> man i i guess i i'm still stressed out though i got so many things going on you know getting everything lined up for the tailgate show which you know obviously it airs across the state and on uh the bam insider youtube channel and you know that's that this time of year it's just getting all that lined up stuff and then you know kind of dealing with football and baseball at the same time so i i don't know how relaxed i am i am at a great place to relax at r and r but um, the, the stress level is definitely high. Yeah, I told the people at Westgate, I said you should either build it a little bit higher or there should be an observatory type of tower that you could go up in and watch scrimmages. 
Look, they should have built it higher. I mean, you know, how much, how long have I been with the Cubs, right? I mean, you know, you, <laughs> you, you build the buildings across the street so you can look inside and. <laughs> you know, That'd have been how awesome. Funny is that? Yeah. Yeah. That have been all. They should have just built that bridgeway for real, though, right to those suites, because most of the people that are in those suites are living or have places at Westgate as well. Great place. Um, all right, let's get into it. Any just any of your thoughts from what you're hearing from the first scrimmage? Well, look, I've been really curious to know what we're looking at at wide receiver, and apparently, um, Jacory Brooks is kind of showing out. I mean, he had some drops on plays that would have been touchdowns, but he's getting open against a really good defense. So, you know, we know that he's going to be a, a playmaker. Uh, Jermaine Burton is practicing with the number ones right now. That's a good sign. I mean, he's the guy that came over from Georgia. Uh, Nick Saban mentioned Kobe Prentice. He mm-hmm. said of the young guys, he had like five catches, he said. So when Nick Saban brings your name up, you know, that, that's a good thing. You know, like you're, you're definitely impressing in practice. Uh, on a, on the other hand, you know I'm I'm watching for uh, for Tyler Harrell, you know the guy that transferred in from Louisville, and um, and it, it, it looks like it's kind of slow going for him right now. I think he'll end up picking um, picking up the playbook and getting a lot better when he gets comfortable with it. I mean, being at Louisville, you know that they they probably have a different offense than Alabama, but he's a player that I was really excited about. But it sounds like Christian Leary who is also a speed burner, has uh, been practicing with the number ones and is a guy to keep an eye on. And we saw him last year even at running back, so he's a he's a good athlete. But when Alabama recruited him, you know, it was like, hey, this guy can fly. And um, the, the, the question Alabama's going to have is who's going to replace Jamison Williams as the guy, as Nick Saban says, is going to take the top off of the defense. So maybe it's Christian Leary if, if, if it's not Harold. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. You know, at this time last year, we had no idea that Jamison Williams was going to be as spectacular as he was. I mean, we knew he was going to be good, but we didn't. I, I certainly I didn't uh, realize uh, just how good he how good he ended up being. Is Jacory? So my my question is not necessarily who's going to take the top off of the defense speed wise. But who is going to emerge in, in your estimation, Mick, as the number one go-to guy? Like it's third and seven, and this is the receiver I want to go to. Is, is it Jacory Brooks in, in your estimation, or, or who do you think? Yeah, I think it's either going to be Jacory Brooks or Jermaine Burton. But I would say Brooks. Look, if you had to, if I was over at Pearl River Resort and I was going to throw some money down at the Timeout Lounge. I'd probably I'd put it on Brooks just because we saw what, what he can do. I mean, think about the game against Auburn last year, you know, and um, and and when Alabama needed someone to step up, he did it. He's already got the experience doing that. Kind of like when, when um, you know, Smitty was a freshman, you know, made some big catches, and then all of a sudden, I mean, he didn't make a catch, um, Brooks to win the national championship game in, in a walk off style, but he still had a good season, and the fact that he and Bryce Young have developed this rapport that we're hearing about. I, I would say it's him. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Um, you know, I went back and was able to uh, review a couple games of Alabama's uh, just looking at the tape and 
Man, it's just a, I, I'm just absolutely amazed by Bryce Young and what he can do and his accuracy uh, and his, uh, his 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 presence in the pocket. His able to he, he's kind of like Joe Burrow in that he can just sort of slide in and out and and feel pressure and uh, and avoid it. What what do you think? And, and usually, right? Uh, and Jay would know this better than you or I, but. Starting quarterbacks in the SEC, they usually take a pretty good jump from starting year one to starting year two. What do you? What are your expectations uh, out of the uh, reigning Heisman Trophy winner? Yeah, look, Lars, you you bring up a really good point. When the bullets start flying, that's when he's at his best. I mean, I think about that national championship game fourth quarter when Alabama didn't have anyone that was catching the ball and he was throwing these passes under duress on the money and no one could catch it, you know? And it was like, wow, how's he getting those there? And I guess it also uh, made me realize just how good Jamison Williams and John Mechie were, you know, because they were able to catch those passes. But you know what? I think that um, he's going to have another great year. I mean, a lot of it comes down to, protecting him at the line of scrimmage you know the other big question was what are we looking at with the offensive line and um i think that the offensive line struggled a lot 8a but they were missing some guys they didn't have tyler steen the transfer from vanderbilt who is at left tackle uh you've got jc latham at right tackle um and, and this is how the offensive line is kind of stacking up right now uh, Kendall Randolph at left guard, Darian Delcourt at center, and then Emil Ikior at right guard. Those are the five guys, and then who knows what's going to happen. I mean, they have a second team of of offensive linemen that could jump in and be stars as well. But Bryce Young's going to do his thing. You know, if you give him time and with a running game that's going to be ten times more explosive than last year's, and I promise you that with Gibbs and, uh, and all the other guys coming back, healthy this is going to be one of those offenses that if that offensive line does their thing Bryce Young is not going to disappoint he's going to be smarter than last year just because he played so much football and like I said when the bullets fly he is a an assassin he's awesome all right, we'll continue. And uh, we talked earlier with Andrew Bone about uh, Eric Wolford. I'll get your thoughts about him, the new offensive line coach, and the difference he'll make. Because uh, I saw some of the numbers from Alabama's, I think it's yards per carry from last year, and it dates back to almost like 2007 numbers uh, for them, which is kind of surprising based on how well uh, B-Rod played, which actually I thought he played really good of the day in, in the uh, preseason as well. But uh, we get your thoughts on Eric Wolf, uh, Wolford and then also uh, some more on the defensive side of the football as well. we got Mick Gillespie joining us from Bama, Insider on 3 Media. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partially sunny this afternoon, just a small chance of a shower. The high close to 90, clear and very pleasant tonight, below 65. The weekend will be dry, mostly sunny tomorrow and Sunday. Highs between 88 and 91 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 92 degrees in Tuscaloosa. 
tall, could have used a few pounds. Tight pants, points, hollering down. She was a black hat beauty with big dark eyes. And points all her own, sudden way up high. Hi, welcome back in as we're getting to with Mick Gillespie from Bam Insider on three as well. We've been talking a lot about the offense and uh, some of the new guys stepping in. Jermaine Burton, the transfer from Georgia. We're talking about Tyler Harrell as well from Louisville. Um, but I got a quick question for both you guys. Uh, I was just listening to one of our ads and some of the network did not hear it. Uh, findatruckerjob.com. Uh, would either one of you want to be a trucker? <laughs> My uncle was a trucker, Uncle Bruce. Uh, we, uh, you know, I spent he had cancer. I spent the uh, Alabama-Texas A&M game in Tuscaloosa, I think not maybe three years ago with him at um, DCH. And uh, he loved it. He absolutely loved it. He ended up buying his own truck and saw the country. And, you know, since I drive all the time, we would get together and talk about, like, the roads all the time, you know. So, uh, mm-hmm. honestly, man, um, you know, with uh, with all these IRS agents coming and everything else, I might have to quit doing this if I'm going to be audited every year and drive trucks. <laughs> one of one of one of my one of my best friends growing up, his dad was a trucker, and it, it's pretty grueling. You know, there's no way around it. Like he, his route was from Lincoln, Nebraska to Cheyenne, Wyoming, and he was just constantly doing that. And he'd be on the road, you know, for about eight straight days or so and you'd be off be back home for two or three then back on the road and it's a tough lifestyle um but i've always wanted to drive a truck uh for a story right and just kind of see what what it's like to be in that kind of uh subculture and uh and, and just uh interact with other truckers at truck stops and you know just uh just get it. I'm I'm just curious by nature, and I I would I would love to do that. Um, would you want to drive okay? it or just ride? Well, I I would probably. You gotta get your CDL. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get that, and I might need a, a phone book to sit on as well. But um, <laughs> but how about you, Jay? Is that is that appeal to you? Hey, well, hold on, Lars. You could take your dog with you though. Yeah, I could, I could, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Take my dog with me in my, uh, yes. Yeah, good stuff. No, I, mean, I think there, there's part of me that thinks I might like it because just being, I mean, I, I like to drive. I like to be on the road a little bit. Um, I, I tell you the job, though, to get is is bus driver for, for artists because, and it's tough because you're driving through the night, but you come back, you know, you're usually on the road for about three or four days. You come back, you know, bring everybody back, you unpack, all that kind of stuff. But those guys make great money. I mean, they make anywhere from $100,000, $200,000 a year, according to how many dates nice. they do, because your life is in their hands. And uh, they're, they're oh, the, yeah. probably the top, outside of the artists, they're probably the top uh, guys paid. A lot of these bands. Crazy. Jay, I also, yeah. uh, in, in that same vein, uh, man, guys who fly uh, the, the jets for like NASCAR drivers, and I'm sure for for different artists who can afford to fly via jet, but these these private these guys who fly fly privately, they make so much money. And yes, you're at the sort of beck and call of your client, but um, I, 
I've had a friend uh, apply for a few of those jobs. He hasn't gotten them, but uh, that that to me would be a great gig. We'd be flying, you know, the the Tony Stewart's and Dale Juniors of the world around. All right, let's be great. There was a guy back. Let me let me say one more thing, guys. There was a guy back in the in the eighties that uh, drove trucks and arm wrestled, and uh, was like an arm wrestling champion. And his son like went yeah. with him. You remember him? Yeah. Uh huh. Over the top. Over the top. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, hey, I still <laughs> use that move that in arm wrestling, man. <laughs> you gotta go over the top. Right? I saw that at the movies. <laughs> That's a movie so, yeah. that is awesome. So, yeah. When you said that, but, when you said that, but, Lars, I was picturing the kid from over the top about yeah. going on across country. <laughs> the, um, sorry, yeah, sorry. I think, yes, I think it's, uh, Smoking the Bandits, the one that kind of got me interested in, in the truck driving stuff. Long time ago, like going, you know, that would be unbelievable to have to go across the country like that, back and forth. Oh. All right, Eric. Well, I Eric met Wolf. Jerry Reed. Okay, Eric Wolford. <laughs> Do you what? I said I met Jerry Reed, Snowman from. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, Smokey and the Bandit, yeah. Uh, great story about hanging out with him in Oakman. We'll have to talk about it off the air. But, yeah, let's talk about this offensive line, Jake, because I'm, yeah. I'm killing you right now. <laughs> no, 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 you're fine. And, actually, you, you, the guy you're talking about, the actor, um, Smokey the Bandit, it's amazing. I mean, he was so funny with the stuttering and stuff, which was what he, he had a stutter. But when he sings, it was unbelievable. Like He never stuttered one time when he sings, which I think that's pretty common. Uh, for that, I don't know if it's because of the rhythmic stuff or whatever, but um, all right, we've gone way too far. Eric Wolford, <laughs> coach at Alabama, uh, <laughs> office line coach, um, making a difference not just on the field but in, inside the meeting rooms. Uh, the players have been talking a lot about him, and, and really, um, one even came out. He almost came so close to saying uh, something about the coaches that have been there with him before, but uh, kind of stayed stayed a little bit back from that. But you, just your take on. Just uh, what he's done, and and also now in recruiting. I mean, they've they've landed some big big dudes, man, across the country. The best part about being Alabama with Nick Saban as head coach is that you can go out and get a guy like him. You know, like and, and as long as he's coaching the offensive line and he's at Alabama, he's going to be paid as well as you can possibly be paid. He's going to learn how to be on a championship team, you know, because he, he's going to coach these guys up and they're going to win and. And who knows, maybe this is, you know, a stop that's not just for a couple years for him. But when he was at Kentucky, you started hearing all this, how good their offensive line was. And they were. I mean, Kentucky was like offensive, offensive line first football. And this is like the heyday of, of their program. And it's, it's old school. You know, it's like, hey, we're going to get a really good offensive line and block. And they, they, were, they were down there with, with – um, you know, like um, really no good quarterbacks and skill position players and figuring out how to get it done, you know. So he comes here and now he's got all this talent. And, I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be really interesting. You know, I was surprised that Doug Marone took this, the job as, uh, as the offensive coordinator. I mean, I'm sorry, as the uh, line coach for Alabama, just because I thought, you know what, you just got back from the NFL. You know, how, how's that going to work for you? You, you almost want to have a coach that's like, really hungry to try to prove something in this spot. And I, and I feel like that's what we, what we are seeing with Wolford. And I know, look, he, he made his name all around, uh, you know, not just at Kentucky, that was just a stop for him, but I'm hearing the same thing. Look, I, I'm really excited about not just the first team offensive line, but the second team offensive line for Alabama. 
Um, Mick, I got to ask you uh, one Auburn question. Uh, you're our Auburn expert. <laughs> uh, no, you're you're the our Brian Harson expert. Um, so the AP poll comes out. Alabama's number one, not surprising. Uh, seventh time in 15 years that Alabama has been preseason number one under Nick Saban. I mean, just uh, a run of success that is is hard to even just wrap your head around. So Auburn, uh, unranked in the preseason AP poll, back-to-back seasons for the first time since 2001-2002. They did receive six votes, so that would put them at really number 36 in the country. And in all, there's uh, six SEC teams ranked, and nine of those are ahead of Auburn. There's no, or nine teams are ahead of Auburn. So uh, you had mentioned, and you know what? I've taken this to other radio stations across the country. <laughs> I've said, hey, I don't. There's Harson. Other than winning a national championship, beating Nick Saban, he's gone. Do you still feel that way, or do you? think that there are some people at Auburn that are kind of kind of kind of going in his favor uh, because again expectations are so low and I, I thought you know in his press conferences he's being a little warmer um, a, a little more engaging and he's he's realizing that hey reporters aren't all evil they're they are your conduit to the fans that's you're speaking to the fans when you're talking to reporters. Anyway, I, you know, that, how that manifests on the field pr- probably doesn't do anything. But, but uh, just your assessment of, of, of Brian Harson as uh, we're getting closer and closer to year two. Look, I'll say it again. I, I thought the way that the, they tried to put a, a coup on him last year uh, or in the offseason was unfair. I mean, they basically killed the program. You know, it just feels like it. Th- this is one of those leagues where – when you have a bunch of question marks, normally they're answered with, you know, coaches getting fired. And then, you know, you mentioned that Alabama is number one for the seventh time in 15th season. You know, that's, that's tough competition in your own state. I think Brian Harson can coach. I think he's a good coach. I just think that it wasn't a great fit for Auburn. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have fired Gus Malzahn unless I was absolutely sure I had someone better there. And look, Alabama's done the same thing. I mean, you know, Jay, how many times have I said to you when they fired the, the great idea to kind of push Gene Stallings out, you know, and, and you saw what happened after that. Like, if you're going to take the king down, you better have the right guy to replace him. Uh, yeah. Brian Harson has the toughest job in, in sports because he's in the SEC West. He's got to play, play all these other schools. He had a bunch of guys transfer. They haven't done well in recruiting, and um, they got to play Alabama at the end of the year. Oh, and Tuscaloosa, Auburn's had success against Alabama down there, but not lately up here. I think it's going to be a really tough year for him. I'm not, I'm not ready to say that he's out yet, but I'll tell you what, it the it, it could get bad fast. It, it kind of reminds me of you know Mike Dubose's final year at Alabama, where you know he just. And it could get bad fast. I'll just put it like that. Southeastern Conference writer Barrett Salee wrote uh, recently uh, about SEC coaches ranked by who would win a fight. And uh, we'll dive into that coming up on the other side because who we're talking about (laughs) is at the top of the list. We'll find out where Nick Saban is as well. All right, stay with us. We're live from AVX. 
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. 
It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Hi, welcome back in. Barrett Salee put out a uh, top uh, top 14, I guess, or the 14 ranks of the, of the uh, coaches. Brian Harson comes in at number one in this particular poll, or, or I guess his list of rankings. SEC coaches ranked who by who would win in a fight. So Harson comes in at number one. Clark Leah comes in at number two. Mark Stoops at three. Kirby Smart at four. Billy Napier at five. Shane Beamer at six. Sam Pittman at seven. Lane Kiffin at number eight. Eli Drinkwitz comes in at 9, Josh Heupel at 10, Jimbo Fisher at 11. That guy's feisty, though. Uh, Nick Saban at 12, Brian Kelly at 13, and Mike Leach. He rounds out his his 14, uh, the last coach who would win a fight in the SEC. Mick, your thoughts about that? Yeah, what a weird uh, poll. I mean, like, you know, there's or, or thought process, you know, like if, if we had like a fight club of college coaches, I, I, I want somebody to ask Nick Saban what he thinks about that. You know, he might lose his cool or he might laugh, you know. Um, Brian Harson <laughs> probably, <laughs> look, Brian Harson probably would win right now because he's like a, a an animal backed into the corner. You know, he's also really young and, um, you know, Nick Saban's a, a, an older dude. You know, I don't know at 70 years old if, if you're really trying to get into fights anymore, you know, but, um, uh, definitely something unique. I don't know. I, Lars, are those the kind of pieces that you, you used to put out when you were with Sports Illustrated? <laughs> and he's still muted. <laughs> oh, I was seeing no, him no on the comment. screen. He's like, no Lars, comment he- there. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Right. My bad. My bad. Uh, no, this is the ultimate clickbait. And uh, I, I was laughing so <laughs> hard I, I forgot too. to unmute myself. Uh, and, and Barrett would Barrett would acknowledge that this is clickbait. Um, and and hey, he's got us talking about it. I think one Jimbo Fisher way too low at eleven. Me uh, too. Jay, you yeah. told me uh, that that dude is a workout fiend. Mm-hmm. And also Lane Kiffin at eight. I mean, you guys have been around Lane. Lane's a big dude. Lane is a big dude. Uh, Shane at six, Shane Beamer. Well, hold on, no, Lawrence. Can I say this for Lane? For Lane, he's a lover, not a fighter. We all know that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, Shane, Shane Beamer at six. That could be a little high. Uh, you know, I, I'm, he's he's not the biggest guy in the world. Um, and I think Kirby Smart at four maybe is a little high, but um, I don't know. Like. Uh, I, I do know in the, in his in his prime, I would not want to get in a fight with Nick Saban because you know he's he is going to, he would be in it till till the very very end. Let, let yeah, me say Brian this Kelly about now. fighting. Brian's a dancer, let, not a fighter now, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and let, let me say this about fighting. I grew up with a guy named Justin Shaw. He actually is a psychologist 
in um, Athens, Georgia. And he looks like the most mild-mannered guy. I mean, he's got he, – he, honestly, Lars, he looks a lot like you. But he's the baddest dude I've ever seen in my life. I wouldn't I'm, – I'm scared of him even thinking about it. Like, he just – he was on the wrestling team, and he is – so looks – basically what I'm telling you is that looks can be deceiving. You know, like, you might not think that, you know, some of these guys can fight, but – you know, this dude is one of the toughest, baddest dudes I've ever seen ever. And I don't even want to sit here and tell you guys stories, but, you know, we grew up in Baltimore. I, I, I'm telling you, you know, it looks can be deceiving. Just trust me when it comes to this. So you're, you're going to have like a fight list. Maybe Nick Saban at 71 is really a tornado. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So we're just going to stay with off-topic stuff right now. We talked about this earlier, so I'm, but I got to get your opinion about it. All right, tomorrow night, 6 p.m. on Tuesday, August 16th, in the council chamber room at City Hall, they will vote and uh, and figure out whether or not there will be alcohol sales in Bryant-Denny Stadium. Now, they've already sent their application to City Hall. Our city council tested loose for the liquor license required notice was recently posted outside Gate 5 at Bryant-Denny Stadium. And if approved by the city council, the Alabama uh, Alcoholic Beverage Control Board's license approval bureaucracy will have to give the final say but um, your thoughts on this? I mean, I know it's been a topic that's been thrown around a bunch. Look, uh, if I can get a yingling lager at the football game, I mean, that would be great. You know, they're, they, if they're worried about people getting, you know, over-intoxicated at the football game, I think that this is probably a thing that will help because at, you know, 11 or $15 for a tall boy, I mean, you're not going to drink many of those. I've been to Neyland Stadium when Alabama played there. They have alcohol, and, and it's so expensive that you don't buy it. It's a lot better than, you know, some guy with a flask or minis in their, you know, uh, socks. Um, I, I think it's a good idea. I, I help generate revenue. And with NIL and everything else that's going on right now, you know, the athletic department. The, the, the people that they're going to go to to help those NILs are the same people that they go to to help pay for everything. So if it, if it's something that helps generate some money to keep Alabama on top, then, then it's a good idea. Um, with that said, anytime you get alcohol involved in anything, there's always going to be somebody that uh, goes overboard with it. And, um, you know, and I'm sure that they'll probably figure out ways to, uh, to work on that. But look, they, people have been drinking at these football games since I got to school in the 90s, okay? They just had a flask or, you know, Lars, you've seen them. They'll have, like, binoculars, but really inside the binoculars yeah. is, like, <laughs> bourbon. You know, like, they they have these things now. It's like they, they, they're, like, little, like, see-through, like, little, I don't know, like, water socks, I call them, and then they strap them to their body, and, you know, there's, like, a little spout on the side. Just, just you know, go ahead and make money off of this, and, um you know, and we'll see what happens, you know, but the, the, when the city council was talking about needing all this extra this and extra that because people were going to be drinking at the game, I'm yelling, hey, man, uh, unfortunately, people have been drinking at these games forever. Uh, this mm-hmm. is just making it legal. Hey, guys, um, one of our avid listeners has a question for you, Mick, and also you, Jay. All right. And her name's Tatum. Okay. Where... <laughs> Was the saying "roll tide" come from? Because Lars doesn't know. <laughs> oh, because great, Lars great know. question, Tatum. Did it come from a weatherman? Yes. yes. 
So where yeah, does it come from? Either. I I honestly I I don't know. I I'm sure I could look it up, but Mick, where does it come from? I don't know. I mean, like I've never even that's that's way over my head right there. That's a great question, Tatum. I love that question. I honestly that's why I hang out with Jay Barker though. I mean, Jay is kind of the wizard when it comes to answering does, questions does, like that. Does he, the winningest quarterback in Alabama history know where the phrase "roll tide" comes from? Yeah, there was it was. Wasn't it from a, a meteorologist talking about Alabama like they were the the um the tide was rolling in or something uh the crimson tide all that I know it's something to do with that uh, okay I, I will look it up uh, during the next break I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm pretty sure I mean I could look you it up right now and like cheat, a but I'm not going to do that I'm trying no, to be honest you can't cheat <laughs> you can't cheat yeah. you got to you got to right that's a great question Tatum's well, I'm going to look it up Tatum. Tatum, I'm on every Monday, and I would love for you to ask a really tough Alabama question every Monday. I love that. <laughs> Keeps us sharp. She's on it. <laughs> yep. All right, the origin of Roll Tide is rally cry can be traced to the uh, Alabama or Bama, as it's often abbreviated football team. Bama fans yell Roll Tide encourage the team. Uh, not that they need encouraging because they're pretty good at winning. The phrase is sometimes elongated by folks. Okay, this is more like the meaning. Uh, where down I'm going to get roll tied from. Okay, Alabama tied Auburn 66-1907 after playing a tough game in the red clay mud. Uh, Crimson Tide was born. And why Crimson Tide? section of the Bryant Museum website states that uh, Hugh, uh, Hugh Roberts, the former sports editor of the Birmingham, uh, Herald, or Birmingham Age Herald, uh, coined the term. And uh, so I guess that's that's where Crimson Tide came from. But um, all right, so I'm, I'm trying to give you as much information as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Wikipedia. On it, on we it. have been we have been stumped by a nine year old. <laughs> Roll Tide is among the most well known phrases in college football. It functions as a celebratory exclamation, a warm greeting, an acknowledgement akin to the friendly nod of a head, and a connection to University of Alabama fans across the world. Probably the best is that ESPN commercial, is it not? The Roll Tide? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The one guy Roll in the commercial, tie. that super fan, that, that uh, I forget what his name was, but he had the all the Alabama tattoos. I, I knew him when he was a student at Alabama. He used to call my uh, my old show way back on WTBC radio. Um, and, and he became a star from that commercial. Like, he's walking one way and someone's walking the other way. And I think he had his shirt off with the tattoos. Like, he had a whole – like. His back was like Brian Denny Stadium, and then he had like Bear Bryant and 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 Gene Stallings, and like just all, everything. I've seen that guy, yeah. That's crazy. The one guy, uh, what's he say? Uh, he was still a virgin at twenty eight. Roll time, or whatever it is at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, great, great stuff. Tatum, great, great question. All right, we're gonna go to break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up hour number two. We'll let Mick go as well. Mick, thanks for joining us. Hey, roll tide, guys. Roll tide. All right, Mick Gillespie joining us from Bama Insider on three as well. And uh, always great to have him on. He's with us each and every Monday. You can watch all of his shows throughout the week on Bama Insider on three on the Bama Insider YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe, like that, and go in and watch uh, Mick's shows that he'll be having on there uh, throughout uh, throughout the week. All right, we'll continue. We'll uh, wrap up hour number two coming up on the other side. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. 
Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partially sunny this afternoon, just a small chance of a shower. The high close to 90, clear and very pleasant tonight, below 65. The weekend will be dry, mostly sunny tomorrow and Sunday. Highs between 88 and 91 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 92 degrees in Tuscaloosa. ESPN Roll Tide commercial for you, and uh, hopefully Tatum got a chance to uh, hear that as well uh, there out in the Midwest. But, um, man, that commercial was put together. It was great. I mean, I, I loved it when they released that. That's That commercial is probably, what, at least seven, eight years old? Why did they all say Roll Tide? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Tatum is still asking me why they all said Roll Tide. Uh, and, and I just tried to do some research on it, really quick research, and it, it's like it has a murky beginning. Jay, there's really there is no concrete explanation of where Roll Tide was actually uttered for the first time. Um, But it it seems like it was incorporated into a song, kind of like how uh, Roll Tide Roll is in the middle of Sweet Home Alabama during home games. And I mean, it could go all the way back to uh, like the 1870s. When uh, the uh, um, uh, when uh, uh, the, the phrase "roll tide roll Alabama roll" was used uh, through a uh, uh, a song that was uh, sung during the Civil War, but it, it's uh, it, it's it's got a it, I, I need to unlock this mystery. Put it that way. Yeah, the red, the red elephants is where we get the elephant, and then uh, the crimson tide. Uh, they, they don't they don't seem to go to, together. But they do. 
<laughs> All right, uh, we were talking earlier about AP Top 25 poll and uh, Alabama now the Tide preseason number ranking is their seventh in 15 years under Coach Nick Saban since the preseason ranking started back in 1950. Only Oklahoma, with 10 appearances, has been number one in the initial poll more than Alabama has. So the Crimson Tide, uh, they started last season number one, finished number two after losing, as we know, the national championship to Georgia, who uh, they beat in the SEC title game. But looking at the AP Top 25 you got Alabama with 54 first-place votes, and uh, you got Ohio State at number two with six first-place votes. You got Georgia is at number three with three first-place uh, votes, the defending national champions. Then after that, you got Clemson at number four in the AP poll. This number five is Notre Dame. Number six, Texas A&M. Seven is Utah. You got Michigan at number eight, Oklahoma at nine, Baylor at 10. Oregon is at 11. Oklahoma State comes in at 12, North Carolina State at 13, Southern Cal at 14 with a 4-8 and eight record last year. Michigan State at 15, Miami at 16, Pittsburgh at 17, Wisconsin is at number 18, Arkansas at number 19, Kentucky at 20, Ole Miss is at 21, Cincinnati is at 23, Houston at 24, and BYU finals out the top 25. Uh, they're at number 25, 10-3 uh, last year at BYU. Yeah, um, to me, it's uh, it's Alabama and Ohio State, and then there's separation from everybody else right now. Uh, Georgia deservedly at three. And just a, a few quick notes. Uh, Ohio State now is uh, ranked in the preseason poll, in the AP poll, for the 34th straight year. And that broke a tie that they had with Nebraska from 70 to 2002 and Penn State from 68 to 2000 for the longest uh, such streak in poll history. And also Texas A&M. I mean, we got to remember that they finished last year unranked. And so now they have the second best ranking. I think you said it's seven. Uh, second best ranking for a team that finished the previous season unranked uh, in the history of the poll. And the other one was Ohio State back in 72. Uh, they were uh, ranked number three in the country. So, uh, a lot of people are, are, are a lot of writers, at least, uh, are buying into Texas A&M. And I think just a lot of people remember what Texas A&M did at home against Alabama on that one night that Zach Calzada, you know, looked like the second coming of Johnny Unitas. And uh, I know Auburn fans is, are hoping that he'll be that same player this year for them. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing, um, you know, look, looking at that as far as A&M, I think it's recruiting classes too. They've had great recruiting classes over the last few years, a lot of expectations for them, and people felt like Jimbo kind of got over the hump, especially for the assistant coaches of Coach Saban to finally get that win. Uh, kind of surprised Cincinnati's is far down, but I know they lost a lot on both sides of the football. They were 13-1 and last year playing in the semifinals, so um, but they're all the way down to 23. This shows you how tough it is to stay at the top and sustain success the way that Coach Saban has done over the last 15 years. Pretty amazing um, what they've done. And again, another, another number one ranking. Again, only Oklahoma has more appearances at number one in the initial poll than Alabama. All right, Lawrence, have fun out in the Midwest. I know we'll be back in studio at AVX coming up tomorrow, so y'all can join us for that. And uh, all of our guests as well, Tim Brando, will join us as he does every Tuesday. So look forward to that and much more. We'll continue to break down everything heading into camps, give you more updates from what's happening there, getting ready for scrimmage number two coming up this weekend as well. All right, have a great day. Hi, this is Wes McCullough.